I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> Good afternoon. You are listening to WQKLP 93.9 FM out of Plattsburgh, New York. It is currently 3, 3.06 here in Plattsburgh. Uh, today, this is your 3 o'clock sports report with Desmond and Liam. Uh, so we're running running a bit behind today. Just had some uh, small technical errors, but we got those situated. So we are good to go. It was an interesting couple days in sports. We've had um, we've had a lot of very <laughs> sorry. We've had a lot of very uh, I would say mundane is a good way to put it. Weeks when it came to sports, we finally had a weekend where I was like, all right, Monday, I I am ready to go. I'm ready to talk about sports. It was a crazy weekend in basketball wise. Something Desmond and I will get into later in the show, and then obviously of course the combine which took place this weekend so so desmond um i uh, we start as excuse me we'll start as we usually do matching attire today is like sweatpants pajama pants lazy day pants. yeah pretty much lazy pants that's a good word for it yeah i mean i uh i woke up today and i was like you know what it's pretty nice out it's early in the morning i don't want to wear clothes that i care about pajamas yeah so here i am yeah, it was. It's been very warm here in Plattsburgh. As somebody walks by the studio in shorts, like well, you'll I, see that no matter what the weather is. Yeah, that's true. People in Plattsburgh are absolutely fearless. Yeah, I'd say. So we're. Uh, let's start. Let's start with this. Let's go right into the sports app this week. I think the first story of the weekend was the combine. I actually uh, have a new story one that just broke. Uh, Colts tight end Jack Doyle just uh, announced his retirement. I don't believe he's very old. Oh, wow, he's actually 31. He's I was about old. to say, I think he's been up there. Wow. And then all the franchise tag stuff we can hit, too. I believe there's two franchise tags today, correct? What was the other one? I know I know about the one we're going to talk about, uh, the Joku. What about the other one? It's like I'm going to find it quickly. I just got to make sure that I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that one first. Yeah, uh, so we're going to get into the combine really quick. It was very, very interesting combine, to say the least. A lot of, a lot of surprises, a lot of players definitely bringing their stock up a ton one we're going to get into Jordan Davis, who I'm sure everyone who is into into football has heard about. At yeah, this if point. you watched the Michigan, Georgia, or the national championship, you saw Jordan Davis yeah. destroying quarterbacks. No, he is he's a prospect I'm very high on, but uh, yeah, I mean that's actually my first part. I was going to talk to you. Jordan Davis. He broke the record for the fastest 40 yard dash time ever for a player who's 320 pounds or higher with a 4.78. He that's, was moving. That's faster, and he is. That's that's over three twenty. When in reality, he's three hundred, and he's like six foot four, three hundred forty pounds, if not yeah. taller. Um, so the fastest forty time for a player that ran faster than some of the tight ends. He set the broad jump record for defensive lineman with ten foot three. So not only was his a ten foot three, the next highest was like wasn't even ten feet. Didn't someone else break the broad jump record or something like that this weekend? I'm not entirely sure on that because I, I was not able to watch the corners, mm-hmm. so maybe one of them broke it. But, yeah, so he, he his broad jump was – hold on. It was a – whatever it was, 10'3". The next highest is 9'4". For what, defensive Broad line? jump. Well, yeah, among defensive linemen. So he did all that. He had the second highest vertical among, defen- among defensive tackles with a 32. <laughs> 32 inches. This is a 300-pound man. 340-pound man. Like it, that's just unfathomable. Like I was watching, <laughs> I was watching, I wasn't able to watch him run his forty time because I was I was a little busy that day. But I picked it up like when they started covering you know all the defensive tackles, and I, I saw on Twitter originally his his uh, forty his forty time, and then they started talking about it on the air, and then they announced because they weren't showing uh, <clears throat> his group jump do the broad jump. They announced it on air that he just had broke the broken the record. Yeah, then, Very ridiculous. Not to interrupt you, but I, this is what I was talking about. Trayvon Walker had a ten foot three, so he tied Jordan Davis. So mm. everyone was everyone was like, "Oh, the Georgia boys are yeah. taking over." Look at that squirrel! Are taking over the com- taking over the combine? There's a big squirrel rocking by the studio. We got a lot of special guests yeah, today. But um, he was a uh, Jordan Davis was like a if I'm try- I'm trying to remember correctly because I've been doing so much draft stuff the last month. If I'm remembering correctly, he was like a. 20 like he could go in the 20s he could go early second round player now i'm seeing people say he could go top 15 
which is not surprising. No, not, not only, at all. Not only was he an insanely talented player before, but now you add in the way he showed up at the at the combine. It only add, brings his stock higher, which I'm going to get into players whose stock skyrocketed. And that's what's so uh, great later. about the combine and so unique about football too. I would say is that you can show up to the combine and just jump your draft. Like a lot of players don't go, and like I know last year it was really. Like, really weird because there wasn't an official combine, correct? Yeah. And yeah, so, like, I remember, like, days. it made it a lot harder for teams to make picks. Like, I remember, like, Micah Parsons, like, he ran a crazy four time, but it wasn't, or 40 yards a time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't at the combine. It was at Penn State. Yeah. So, like, that, those kind of stuff made it hard to draft. This year, bringing it back goes showing flinch all of this. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, surprising ones. Like, I was watching when the uh, defensive, like, the edge rushers yeah. were going because I was looking for, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. This guy here. Amare Barno broke the record for the fastest 40 time for a defensive end. It was originally Montez Sweat who had like a 4-4-2. And like it happened because he was the first one to go and he broke the record. And like the, the announcers like didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. They were they like kept going on about how Montez Sweat still had the record. I'm sitting there, I'm like, do they not notice that he just ran a 4-3-6? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't I don't know much about him because I, I, I haven't done much on edge rushers outside of like a couple second round guys like I'm going to get into and you know obviously the top guys Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, George Karlaftis but I see that he had not only the record for the the um, 40 time but I he also had the highest broad jump out of edge rushers with a 10 foot 11 record or had the high he had the highest I don't know if it's a record or not and the quickest 40 for and then the quickest 40. 40 yeah out of everybody or out of just corners out of, out of uh, edge rushers oh, okay sorry not so yeah team. I mean I, I don't know where he was projected to go but definitely that definitely helped his stock out a ton but uh in other news speaking of how we're talking about the uh 40 yard dash it was almost broken twice yeah with j- both players going to Baylor funny enough uh with Taekwon Thornton who originally unofficially is how I'll put it ran a 421 but after they looked over it, it it was ruled as a 428 which a lot of people were not happy about but then this one was official Kalen Barnes, a corner out of Baylor, ran a four-two-three, and I believe the record is set was set by John Ross with a four-two-two. Mm-hmm. Tyquan Thornton, I know, is like a late like five through seven type receiver who probably is going to go a little higher now because of the forty time. And Kalen Barnes, I did I don't know much about because I haven't done much on secondary because I've been focusing on stuff the Giants need. And secondary is not a position I'm in, I'm entirely worried about right now. But, uh, again, as I've been saying, these are definitely guys who are bringing their draft stock up a ton. But um, speaking of which, I have four players here who I believe stock rose a ton. Start with Zion Johnson out of Boston College Offensive Guard. He's a player I've been so, so high on. I'm praying he falls this second round for the Giants, but after the combine and after the way he played this season, I don't don't know if he's going to fall out of the first. He... He, I'll actually have my my book here where I've been doing all the uh, my notes. He had the most bench press reps out of all the offensive linemen with 32. Ran a 5.18 40 time, not bad. He had a 32 inch vertical, which was the fourth highest among offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Ran had a nine foot four broad jump, three cone drill of 7.38 and a 4.46 20 yard shuttle. He is a very good two-way prospect at, all, at the offensive guard spot. Good, both a good pass blocker and run blocker. I'm very, very exceptionally high on him, and to see him perform makes me obviously happy for him, but makes me worry because now I feel like he's definitely going to go in the first round compared to where I really wanted him to go. But uh, and then the next we have Jordan Davis, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about him. Yeah, he'll probably go in the top 15 now, if not without a doubt, first-round pick. Um, this, I mean, obviously stuff like this is the most important for quarterbacks, but Desmond Ritter was literally like on top of every single uh, category in the, in the combine for quarterbacks. I think he, he ran the, he had the fastest 40-yard dash, the highest vertical, the highest broad jump. He had... Man, he, I have a weekend. He did not run a, he did not run the three-cone drill, and he had the third fastest... Um, uh, 20-yard shuttle. Obviously, that's not the most important with the quarterback, but to see that yeah. he has a physical attribute. Vertical, not, vertical is not the biggest. Not thing. to mention, he did look very good in the throwing drills during the combine. I did pay more attention to the quarterback 
during the combine than who I else? thought I would. Who else are the other quarterbacks that look good? Uh, EJ Perry out of Brown did a lot better than I thought he would. He ran a 4.18. Uh, How'd Pickett look? Pickett, I don't know. I don't. He didn't really. He ran. He ran the third fastest four seven, uh, forty yard dash of the four seven three. Um, third highest vertical with a thirty three and a half. Third highest broad jump with a ten foot one. I don't think. I'm not sure if he did a three cone. And he has small hands. But yeah, so we're not going to address that because we'll, I'll actually get into that quick because I have it written down. If he were to get drafted, well, he's going to get drafted, obviously. Yeah. But if he were to start, he, I think. Yes, he he so he has eight and a half inch hands. That would be the smallest among every starting the quarterback in the NFL right now. And he has he has fumble issues. I think he fumbled like twenty times. I don't know if it's I can't remember it's if it's a season or his career. Obviously, that's a big difference between the two. But it's definitely it'll be interesting. And I don't know how much personally. I don't know how much hand size determines a, a quarterback. I know it helps that big hands, of course. It's just gr- pretty funny how he's six foot three and would have eight. the smallest hands. But then there's like Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyle Murray's like bigger. Five, nine, yeah, exactly. Hands. Bigger hands than him. Joe Burrow had big hand or small, small hands, hands coming yeah, out of the comment. He was like a twenty. Yeah. He, he was like, uh, I'm considering retirement after finding out that I had small hands. Please pray for me. I remember that yeah. after the combine. So like, I, I guess what we're trying to get at here is that I think in the past, small hands has not been like the the hugest deal. Unless it's a, it's a, cor- a direct correlation with fumble issues, but Joe Burrow didn't really have fumble issues no, this year. No. If anything, he had more interception issues, but that's yeah. a story of another time. But um, and then my last guy who stock I believe rose is Brees Hall out of Iowa State, a running back. I kind of want I'm kind of want the Giants to be interested in if they if decide they go to on. move on from Saquon, which is a whole new thing now. Ran a four, I don't like it. No, I don't either. Ran a four point three nine forty yard dash. He had a forty inch vertical, which is ridiculous, highest among running backs, obviously. Um, he had a ten foot six broad jump, which was fourth highest among among running backs uh running backs are on the three cone drill i guess or the 20 yard shuttle he, he definitely brought his stock up a ton i i, I haven't i didn't know much about him but he was brought, kind of brought to my attention on twitter the other day so i've been looking more and more into him and with that to close out the kind of draft segment of the day i have some guys that i want the giants to target in the later rounds guys if I, for those of you who know, I write articles for fan-sided. If you've read my draft articles, I've mentioned these players so many times because I believe that these guys have superstar potential. Zion Johnson, who we talked about before, very high on him. Chad Muma has a very Sean, Sean Lee, Dante Hightower-esque build. Has a very good linebacker in both tackling and coverage. He's very do-it-all thing. The only thing that's kind of bringing his stock down a bit is the lack of competition played against but I'm not worried about that because if you watch him play you know you can see how good he really is mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah likely a tight end out of Coastal Carolina obviously the Giants cut Kyle Rudolph we're probably not bringing Evan Ingram back we're going to need a tight end very good receiving threat he's shown he needs to work on his hand technique a little bit but he's shown capabilities of blocking which is something we need at a tight end but even then I'll take the receiving threat that he is uh, Khalil Shakir who is a short receiver at a Boise State, where I believe ran a, let me turn my page here, but I see a lot of, um, the one really good year out of Taylor Gabriel that got him like a big contract with the Bears, I think. I see a lot of that out of him. He's a very, very good dynamic short receiver in the slot that could be useful. He ran a 4-3-5 40-yard dash, so he has the speed. The only issue with him is his hands. He had 10 drops, but... And then the last one I have is Sam Williams, who is an edge rusher out of Ole Miss. He put up some pretty insane stats, but if you watch him play, he has a, a lot of issues that if that need to be fixed. But if they are fixed, I believe he can be a star. He tries to rely on his strength too much. He doesn't have many pass rushing moves, but if he can start off as a as a non three down edge rusher and then evolve his game, he could eventually become a star. It's just a manner of if these tools that he has and the potential that he has if he can reach this potential which I don't know if he will which is why he'll probably fall to the fourth or fifth round but with that that's all I have on the draft and I think we only really have one more what's the date of the draft oh I am actually not entirely sure I've done everything on the draft except I don't even know what it is draft I know it's very soon it's in April I know that yeah April 28th to April 30th which yeah that's pretty soon April 30th, my birthday. 
Really? I yeah. I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so I got a good birth. Uh, exactly. The later rounds of the draft are not nearly as interesting. It could be. Could be. All right, we have uh, the franchise tag thing. Orlando Brown Jr. got Whoa, got tagged. Got, yes. got tagged. Okay, yes. That's just wanted to right. throw that in there. And then the other one is David Njoku for the Browns, the Browns. which I'm kind of surprised with and not really because I, they should franchise tag him, but they don't really use him because they brought in Austin Hooper, who's kind of been disappointing, but I've, I've been a fan of David Njoku for a long time. I've wanted the Giants to make moves for him because I don't like Evan Ingram very much. But with that, that's all we have on uh, the draft. Yeah. And NFL. NFL for, for the day. So do you want to take a break? Or you want to get right in the NBA? Uh, let's talk about collegiate sports for Plattsburgh. Um, so the men's hockey got eliminated from contention. I believe Geneseo went on to win the di- win the division. Mm. Which I don't know if you were at the Geneseo game, but we were tied three three with Geneseo back in January, and then we blew it. Do you remember this? We blew it six three. I do remember that. Uh, so I mean. That's good for us for hanging in there with an absolute powerhouse. I know they they just released the brackets. So how it works is like you win your conference, and then some conference have like an automatic entry into the NCAA tournament, and then all the teams play in the NCAA tournament, and that's how you get crowned national champions. So since Geneseo won the division, they have an automatic spot. Then there's like at-large spots, and they pick teams. Like the NCAA picks teams who they think are there. I know that Oswego could was good, probably could have been good enough to make the tournament for men's but they i don't think they did um but like there's so many schools for division three men's hockey but the women did something really cool this weekend uh they're still technically reigning national championship because they won in 2019 2020 tournament got canceled Mm. 2021 season got canceled so uh they were playing to win their then the basically the same thing that they had to win their conference to qualify they there is at large spots for the ncaa pick so if they would have lost their conference they would have made that large spot because they're like the number three team in the country right now they're so good um so they play Cortland, and Cortland essentially needs to win this game to have a ch- any chance of making the ncaa tournament Cortland's probably good enough to make it and if you watch the game they're definitely good enough to make it uh, so it was like a really back and forth game Cortland scores one plastic scores two or plastic scored like three Cortland's tied at the right at the end three three tie i'm getting flashbacks to the men's game where they blew the blew that lead yeah. um whatever so they blew they blew a one goal lead which isn't even blowing a lead at that point they just didn't score enough and over 59 seconds into overtime there's a sophomore named may olshansky like touch like made a really nice touch pass off the boards and left it for uh nicole unsworth and it, she made one of the nicest like a really nice breakaway move score them they're going to the national tournament so they we host on saturday Colby College, Colby University. They're in Maine, yeah, private. Sad. We host them on Saturday. Desmond, you should go. Should have went. You should have went the other day. I'm still a little mad you didn't. Well, I was sick that day. Don't care. Should have went. Uh, no, but they'll be the the women are really good, really well coached, and like the women's hockey is getting a lot more competitive. Like for years, Plattsburgh just dominated yeah. everywhere, and they had like I think they've won five national championships in the last six years, which that's is insane. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. So. But now it's getting a lot more competitive, so I, I assume they'll be good for the rest of our um, career. But like their best player is graduating, so I don't know. I I, wor- I fear what happens after this season. They're going to need a good recruiting year. Yeah. So there's your uh, college update. Also in baseball, we got our first two wins. Random fact. Oh, baseball started already. Baseball started. Yep. And I think all most of our games are on the road for the first. I I did actually I did see that I did see a lot of our games on the road. I think for I, the first. Because if you look at Chip Cunningham's field, which is like if you're look field facing the field house in the front, it's like to the right, it's still covered in snow. Yeah, I mean, they're practicing on the like the the soccer like the turf like the soccer turf. Yeah. Um, no, I want to go to their I want to go to their games. I same. Just, I don't know when they are. I don't think they're going to play for a while. Yeah, not home the, at least. The field is literally covered in snow. Yeah, they they have a new coach and he they had a doubleheader and they swept. So oh, I think nice. they're two and two now. Uh, so yeah, go to the women's hockey game if you're in Plattsburgh. It's Saturday night. It's it'll be most likely our last game at home this season. But if something weird happens, we could have the final four in Plattsburgh. That would be insane. So how it goes is the number one team left that makes the final four, like the team that's ranked number one by I think it's pairwise. I don't know if you know who they are who ranks them. Um, they get to host the final four. Mm. Uh, so I think there's only two teams ahead of us. There's a team out west and then Middlebury. So if Middlebury were to get upset, which I don't think they will, but if they were to get upset, I think we would host. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, that'd be. And we're also hosting the men's tournament. Really. Even though we're not playing, we 
we host in at but it's we host it's really weird we don't host at the field house we host in lake placid at her brooks arena hmm. which i don't i think they just because it's just too small the field house yeah. i think a lot of people go to the like that's a hu- i don't know if you've read the lake placid but that's a huge yeah, that's, that's a huge rink it's really really nice i think, I think i've driven by it yeah it's really nice it's huge so I, we host there even though we're not even in the tournament Ouch. but it's awesome though that's so cool yeah, no. For sure. I, I they may. I wonder if they're gonna do random. This is not even related to sports, but I wonder if they're gonna do a bus. That would uh, be nice. Um, just so you can go. Uh, if you want to go that bad, you can ride with me because I'm going. But we we can talk. We'll we'll talk we'll about it different. That so, well, but before we get into NBA, I just want to say that I apologize for the last couple of weeks of us our shows being spotty. Yeah. I've been sick. I don't know what it is. It's not COVID. I got tested twice. It's not COVID. I started off with a sore throat uh, last Tuesday. That went on until the end of the week. That's why I missed the first Wednesday. And then it turned into a cold that lasted that whole week. I was able to do the show on Monday, but it kind of got worse around Wednesday, so I just decided to cancel it. Still kind of dealing with it now, but it's not as not nearly as bad. Hopefully, we won't have to deal with canceling any more shows. But here we are. We're back. Yeah, we're back. And with that, NBA talk? Yeah. All Sorry, right. random collegiate talk. Yeah, no, you're good. But uh, Keep us updated. Oh, I guess I, the first thing I have written down, I, I just like how in my notes I have, um, I have like all these different things for like each category. Are you eating Chipotle right now? Anyways, um, I have all these different. I might. I have all these different uh, notes for all the you know different topics to talk about, but then for the Knicks, I just have Knicks talk because it's just all all in my head as I just gather what i watch over the week and how i just i gotta get food for this one it was a really good weekend (laughs) and (laughs) it's like um, getting popcorn exactly and uh just how bad the team is like yeah we won we won last night against the clippers blew them out i like great game yeah i did like was it quickly at like 30 points or almost 30 points uh i i'm not sure i'd actually i did not watch this game because (laughs) i was busy and mad and 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 salty. Yeah, and, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been. We, oh, we play the Kings tonight. That's gonna be terrible. That's a very bad two teams to be watching. But uh, we we ended up winning one sixteen to ninety three quickly at twenty one ten and six. Um, but the the last outside of that win, it's been very very awful. Like I mean, Randall's been terrible. Uh, Burks has been terrible. Like the, the Suns game, the where we were up like 15, uh-huh. and then we blew it. And it, the funny part is, I didn't watch a game because I'm kind of getting sick of the Knicks. Like obviously, I'm gonna root for RJ Barrett. I'm gonna root for Cam Reddish, Mitchell, quickly, Obi, all the young guys. But I cannot watch these veterans anymore. But to um to watch uh <laughs> Julius Randle, he, he was actually good the Suns game. Then get ejected by pushing someone. When he, I believe, again, I, I'm kind of piecing together what I think happened because I did not watch a game. Because uh, it looked like he kind of shoved into Cam Reddish, and then they got in an argument, and then Julius ended up shoving. Uh, I just say Cam Reddish. Cam Johnson. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, and after that, Cam Johnson, like, went off. Yeah. I, I love Cam Johnson. I've been a fan of him since uh, UNC. And to see him go off is uh, obviously sucks going against my own team, but watching him go off is still very nice. And then he had that game winner. Yep, the game winner. I'm going to go over that because that's like the only part of the game I watch. So I turn on the game. I see we're up two with like, or whatever. We're up one with however many seconds left. They miss a shot. Uh, I will not miss. Mitchell Robinson blocked a campaign layup, and then they got it. Burks goes to the line. I tell myself, I'm like, he's missing one of these free throws. It can be the first. It can be the second. Alec Burks is missing one of these free throws because it's Alec Burks, and he's awful. He missed the second free throw. They run the ball down. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, it's game. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, sure Booker was on the court. Like, you're done. No, no, there wasn't. Booker didn't play this game. Oh, he's man. been out. He's been yeah. He's still out. Was. Yeah, co- out Paul on the court. Nope. nope. They lost. That's what happens when uh, Cam Johnson drops like 30 or 40. And then I see Cam Johnson. I'm like, they're gonna get it to him. They're, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't care what play happens. If they don't get it to him, then that's just stupid. And then I, I don't I think it was campaign who handed off. He literally just did a handoff play to him, and he chucked it up. And the moment it came out of his hands, I'm like, "Yep, 
Nats game. That's going in. And it banked in. That's hilarious. And I kind of just sat there for like a minute afterwards, just admiring how bad the Knicks are, and the fact that John Cam Johnson was even like semi open to take the shot. But yeah, I mean they're terrible i think we're like the 12 seed now we're like six seven games out from the even just the play-in so at this point the season's over season's over but yet we keep prioritize we've tibbs has been better we ran a nice a very interesting lineup of miles mcbride quickly um reddish ob and jericho sims which i like to watch because they actually played very well together which is what we should be doing rj still out no rj's playing it was just he was out when that lineup was in but it's just right now if this team wants to even show off any competency shut down shut down randall shut down fournier play the young guys and then move on move on from move on from fournier move on from burks noel consider keeping julius i personally wouldn't but i know there are knicks fans who would the knicks might do it i i don't see a way in which they decide keeping julius is, is a good option because he really isn't helping anyone but himself and even then he's not helping himself but yeah it's just the team is terrible i'm kind of getting sick of it but with that that's all i have on the next and we'll move on to some of the games of the last couple of nights great weekend including last night's game between the celtics and nets and great weekend. jason tatum dropped 54 my uh my cousin jameson who i've mentioned on the show a couple times is a celtics fan and we were talking about the game after and jason tatum is 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 not talked enough uh, uh is not talked about enough in terms of being one of the best two-way players in the league. Because not only is he one of the premier offensive players in the league, he's one of the better perimeter defenders in, in the NBA, especially on the ball. Off the ball, I can't get questionable at times, but on the ball, he's such an elite defender, especially with the length and the, and the height that he has in instincts. Everything Tatum does, he does great, except arguably playmaking. But even then, he's gotten a lot. he's gotten a lot better at that. But, and he's only 19. And he's only 19, yep. His birthday actually was the other day, and I think he actually turned 24. I was going to say, how actually old is he? I think, he, I think he's actually 24, <laughs> but it's been a running joke for a while now that he's, that he's 19. But um, <laughs> Kevin Durant, I believe his second or third game back, ended up dropping 37. Not enough, though. <clears throat> I think they lost by, like, four. The Nets are now below 500 at the nine seed out east. That's pretty insane to think about, that that team – that was supposed to win the championship last year. Was supposed to be in contention this year. Is now the nine seed. When Simmons gonna start? They said that they're in no rush with him. That and he's definitely not gonna be back by March tenth, and that's such a prolific day because that's when they play Philly. They're not gonna put him in that situation, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> He'd but, get bullied. Yeah. Right now, Kyrie needs to play better. I saw he shot eight eighteen against the Celtics, which isn't necessarily awful. But when you're Kyrie Irving, you need to shoot better than that. But I'm not very high in the Nets. I'm not. I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant did almost push them to beat the Bucks last se- last season in the playoffs. But with his health issues that he's had this season, alongside the fact that we don't know if and when Kyrie is going to play, we don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons, of, let alone if he's going to play, and then you add in how he's going to play, because we, we haven't seen him play since the playoffs last season. Where he played horrible. Yeah, he did not play well, obviously. But I just, I don't, I truly don't know what to expect out of this team. They're one of these teams that could shock and go very far. They could get upset in the first round, depending on who they play. It's very odd right now. I, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not very high on them. I'm also not tremendously low on them. I just, I, I really don't know what this team can or should do anymore. But uh, with that, we have Jokic last night having a pretty ridiculous stat line. Again. I don't know if they'd let him win another MVP because the media, for some reason, does not like Nikola Jokic. But he should, I believe right now, in terms of just the debate of MVP, the most valuable player, that's Jokic by a good amount because there's no no Michael, no... Try again. No Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray. I almost said Michael Murray and DeJounte Murray. <laughs> Um, no Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray, and they're the sixth seed out west. He brought, he, I'll, I'll look up his season stats really quick. They're really, really good. I don't even want to, but no, but on, on the... Um, it's just insane, too, because if you ever watch him shoot, it's painful. Yeah, he does not have a very clean form, and of course... It's he, hilarious. Yeah, it's not going to help me out here. 
But, I mean, last night he dropped 46 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 blocks, and 3 steals. What a night. It's very hard to make the case that he's not the best player on the planet. Obviously, you have guys like Embiid or, like, uh, Giannis who are kind of taking the spotlight away, especially in terms of the media. But They just I mean, don't like him. He's just not, like... I, I want to say he's not flashy, but he is. I don't know, but, like, he's not, like... He's not like Giannis, where he's gonna go get Chick Fil A after winning the chip. Yeah, and, like he's like, streaming like, on Instagram like, Live. Off the court, like he's not. He's just such a, a prolific character. His brothers, though, make him a. Pro- oh, yeah. that was so funny. I, I'm kind of surprised we ever heard more about them. But on the season, he's averaging about 26 points per game, 14 rebounds, which is insanely high. Yeah. And eight assists on 57 percent from the field, which is also ridiculous considering how much he shoots, and 36 percent from three. I mean, eight turnovers to three assists is pretty insane for any player, let alone a center. I mean, there's not many doubts in my mind that he's the greatest playmaking big man of all time, let alone in the league right now. There's not, I mean, I don't even know if there's really many guys to debate because a playmaking big man is not mm. many that is not many we've seen. The closest we've had is, like, arguably Wilt Chamberlain, but even then that's a completely different era. I mean, then you've had, like, Arvidas Sabonis, who's a very good playmaker but didn't play in the NBA very long. I don't know. It's it just it, obviously he's uh, he's undoubtedly, but it's also just he might win another MVP. I know, like on the NBA's race, like MVP ladder, like he's been number one for a couple weeks. Yeah, now. I haven't been paying much attention to that. I'm sure he is, but I gotta I gotta look more into that. But I mean, we'll get into the MVP voting a bit. But it's really flawed. It is in every sport. It is in every sport though, and the NFL proved that this year. Yeah, but um, yeah. Oh, right, this you know. Aaron Gordon has been one of my favorite players in the league since he was drafted because I've always, I've always been a fan of him, but even before the dunk contests, um, he's been such a key piece for this team, whether it's his, his offense, which isn't anything insane. He puts up like 15 a game on 50% from the field. But what it really is is, is a defense. His defense is something I have never expected out of him. He's always been a very good, a very solid offensive player with – Potential on defense because he has a length and height, kind of like how I said Tatum has a height and length. But the just to watch him actually use the defense that he has and blossom into more uh, into a player who's more predicated on his defense and his offense is something I've never expected. And to see how he'll play when both Murray and MPJ come back, which apparently might be soon because I guess MPJ yeah. is sent to the G League for scrimmages and. They're saying Jamal Murray will should be ready by the playoffs, which is insane to think about. But yeah, I, this team, if, if they just got to get in, just got to get in. If Jamal and Michael both play well when they come back, they we could see some them do some pretty. I remember how well Jamal played in the playoffs? That's what too. I'm saying. Let alone if I'm saying like play well, like let alone if he plays how we did the last time in the playoffs. Remember that layup on LeBron? Yeah, that was pretty nasty. But uh. With that, we'll move on to the bun- the bu- wow. Bucks and Suns. Try again. Final rematch from, was that last night? I believe it was from last night. Yep, in which the Bucks ended up winning the game 132-122, to 122, but it's not all that surprising. As as I mentioned before, there was no CP3, who has been dealing with, I can't remember the exact injury, but he's out for a good amount of time, and Devin Booker, who has been in health and safety protocols. But it was nice to see DeAndre Ayton drop 30 because if you look at his stats, you think he's not really anything special. But when in reality, watching him play, you can see the talent he has. Mm-hmm. It's just he's been playing third and at times fourth fiddle, depending on how Macau Bridges plays. So it's very hard for him to get extended touches, especially down low, because they kind of need him to space the floor. But, um, yeah, in terms in, in terms of his value to the team, I'm very excited to see how it blossom and how – how he'll play the next couple of years because he he could really turn into something special depending on um just how he progresses and how the team really kind of utilizes him. So again, we'll see. We'll see how he does. He's not a bust though. No, definitely. I despise when he's, people say he's that. by no means a bust, but he definitely is not the top player in the league that everyone thought he would be. He could turn into that. There's still time. Yeah, I agree with you. He just has not very ball bound. Just hasn't he's been. Just, yeah, because he has the team around him to the point where he's he such a good team be. around him. And then uh, another, there's Middleton, dropped 44 in this game. He looked very solid. Giannis didn't have the most insane game. I think Drew Holiday dropped like 20-something. But to see these flashes of Middleton is very nice because he has been questionable at times this season. He's been playing better as of late. Mm-hmm. But we re- he really needs to step it up for the playoffs. Yeah, he's getting hot, when, getting hot when they need him to get hot. I like it. 
Uh, obviously, Middleton had a lot of good moments in the finals, but he's been very yeah. questionable at several moments throughout the playoffs his entire career, so hopefully he could finally snap out of it and play good for an entire playoff run. We'll see, though. In none other news, the Lakers suck. They do. They're obviously, terrible. their win against the Warriors was very impressive. Again, I... No, no, no. LeBron's I, performance yeah. against the, the Warriors. Was I very completely impressive. missed out my whole segment on the Warriors, so we'll get onto that after this. But um, LeBron dropped fifty six, and it took him dropping fifty six for him to come back and beat the Warriors. And just barely come back too. Yeah, they won by like six, I think. Yeah, Westbrook still isn't playing well. I I don't. He, he, his stats weren't like Westbrook like terrible, but they definitely weren't good. Like he had like five assists to four turnovers, put up like seventeen points, which is bad, but it's not as bad as he has been, which is pretty insane to think about. It's just, it's just the fact that he's Whoa! Been, what? Calvin Ridley got suspended for the entire season for betting on games. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry to interrupt you, but whoa! It's from... We're just no, playing. yeah, I'm... I. Wow. Dude. That's actually really bad. Is, is that... It, the activity took place during a five-day period in late November when, while Ridley was not with the team. I don't like that. I don't like that. I get you should never bet on a game if you are an athlete, but if you are not playing in the game, you are not involved in the game, let alone involved with the team, and you are away from the sport entirely, it gets different. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it until I can read up on the whole thing and read both sides but wow that's big it's the nfl suspension or the falcons suspension? nfl i would figure receivers man not doing well right now because no. the amari cooper thing too Oops. you see that the cowboys might cut demarcus lawrence uh, that doesn't surprise me no not at all i think they're um i don't want to say rebuilding i think they're re- Re- reloading reloading yeah. exactly yeah. they're doing like I-, I agree with what is it dan or how do you pronounce it? I agree with what he said today. Amari Cooper's a great receiver, but the Cowboys are probably better off without him. Yeah, because you just you don't need him when you have CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson. You kind of had a great who had a good season. Gallup, Michael Gallup, and they want to keep him. Apparently, is the, is the word. It just depends on how much you want. And to then, pay. but they he brought up a good point too about how important Dalton Schultz is to their offense. Yes, he was very good. I, I I'm I was very happy. So to like see him I, I I I think they want CD to transition take, take over the and he he ball. should be because yeah. man did he have a good year yeah he i'm i like him a lot I, I like him since college all right sorry there's our random nfl yeah, tangent people I, listening uh, wow. that's a really weird one so we'll on wednesday let's read up more on that and give, sure. give more For opinion sure. i don't want to talk about cause sports betting is really weird and especially since it's becoming legalized it's becoming way more common which i'm totally okay with by the way but i just oh yeah a lot a lot of people are um up in arms about that one yeah that one, no one is very no one's happy about this right now wow but uh anyways <laughs> uh we were talking about the lakers yes the lakers they are currently the nine seed out west three and seven in the last 10 games westbrook has been terrible lebron's been lebron obviously but like they've just been blown out they've been blown out they've blown leads i don't i just don't know what the team can do at this point they need ad to be healthy but he's not they need Ru- russell to play well but he's not Apparently, everyone wants Westbrook to be benched besides Frank Vogel. Now they're saying that there's no chance Westbrook comes back next season. Good. No, obviously that's good. But The Lakers' just... management should be – if I was the owner, I would take that general manager and blast him into another planet oh, after no, this yeah. season. Palinka has not done a very good job. He's, he is to blame. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I sent you that Charles Barkley thing. You remember that? Yes. He's, that's the most correct – That that describes Lakers' season so perfectly when he said that. I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but it's it's so well worded that their managers should not be hiding right now and putting the blame on the coaching and Westbrook when they put that trash out there. Yeah, I agree. Such a good way to put it. But uh, with that, the Warriors. Wait, wait. Okay, keep going. Sorry. No, what are you gonna say? We gotta talk about the Seventy uh, Sixers Heat game. What happened in that game? The Did Heat won. Something? The Heat won. Uh, I just want to touch on it. I, I I haven't been I've I've been so into the combine. What a low scoring game. Yeah, weird. Ninety nine. I want to tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said I've been so into scouting, but quickly let me talk about the Warriors really quick. Yeah. It's not gonna take much. The Warriors have been very bad since Draymond left. Eric Draymond left. Draymond's been injured. They're two and eight in their last ten games, which is pretty insane to think about. No one's playing well. I mean, Curry's had a couple good moments, but it's yeah, he Curry. got thirty last. But night. even then, he has not been nearly the same without Draymond. It just shows. 
how valuable he is. A lot of people go, oh, seven, seven, and seven. He's not yeah. valuable. Like, just watch the games. You don't even mm-hmm. have to watch the games. Look at look at their look at their defense when he's on versus when he's off. Look at how they play when he's there versus when he's not. Look at their play, their offensive plays. I know we talk about it so much, yeah. but their pick and roll is like Absolutely. disgusting once uh, Draymond's yeah. on there. It just it shows how valuable of a player he is, and that's why he made an All Star game. That's why he's probably going to continue make all, making All Star games if he continues to play like this. Yeah, that's all I have on the Warriors. Cause the poor. Just, I, I feel. I do kind of feel bad for the Warriors right now. You don't. As much as I do like the Warriors, obviously I'm a Draymond fan, but when you win three rings, no, I'm not like saying. That. I said right now. I like, yeah, I just like. Then, I think I just feel like that. they just kind of drew. They got unlucky. Like Clay comes back, no, Dray, Draymond gets hurt. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. can't. There's, they feel like they've had a lot of like Curry's had a lot of weight put on his shoulders and he mm-hmm. has not responded in the second half of the year. I'll tell Absolutely. you that. All right. So what do you got about the Sixers and Heat game? Uh, I just think it's that was a very that was a game that obviously flew under the radar because uh, you t- you forgot about it. No offense. Yeah. Um, I I think Jimmy Butler had a really good night. I think he dropped over twenty. Jimmy Butler, another no, player, been, another player that's been phenomenal this season. He, he's had a couple of bad games in the last couple of weeks I've noticed but outside of those games he's he had another like, over 20 point game even if he even if he's not scoring he's so good at a lot of other things to the point where he can rely on Tyler Hero Kyle Lowry bam bam to score and make up for what he most at times most I am saying it right now the most underrated move of the entire offseason was Kyle Lowry to the heat I love the move when it happened yeah, I, I still been, love it he hasn't been as good as people thought but he's been glue he's been the glue for the team he's been he's still they're, solid. they're such a weird team because they're not like the nuggets where it's yoke ball dominant like even butler isn't ball dominant like they're really weird like i guess like it's a good combination fundamental of, on, team. of on and off ball players I yeah it's like a really strange like if you watch them play it's like really like weird is such a good way to put no, it like I it's just it. non-traditional like yeah. there's no one's ball dominant everyone gets shot yeah. and that's why hero isn't hero still favored for six man of the year I have no idea. I haven't paid much attention. I, I've looked at, like, the deep point in the MVP every now and then, but I've not paid attention to... I think he's still in the content, contention for it. Oh, I, I didn't even see the Harden didn't play. Yeah, but he, that's oh the my, other thing I want to talk about. I, this is why Embiid annoys me sometimes. So Embiid shot 4 of 15 from the field, but 14 of 14 from the line. And How many points? points? 22. Of course. How do you shoot 4 of 15 and have 22 points? Oh, when you go to the line 14 times in a game, that's, that's unbearable. That, kind of <laughs> that is actually painful. Also, I think that's why no one's talking about that game because it was probably like yeah. the unsexiest basketball game of all time. Also, shout out Duncan Robinson for being terrible. I can't believe how bad he's been. He's I mean, horrible. There has been a lot of shooters who have struggled this season, but like he literally went from like one of the best shooters in the league to a borderline useless. Yeah, I remember player. when he drilled that shot. Uh, in the finals against yep, LeBron to yep. go up and late in that game. Now yep. he's terrible. Yep. Yeah, so it's the new ball. I I understand it, but it, it comes to a point Him where and you Dame to, are the ones that... You do have to adjust. Because yes. if it's something at the beginning of the season, like a lot of players like R.J. Barrett, like Paul George, did say that they struggled with, it comes to a point where you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you have to adjust to it. And if you can't, then that's bit of a problem on you but at the same time what are you gonna do yeah i think like the two that come to my mind are dame and rob the the trail we could talk about the trailblazers they are terrible yeah they well i mean no 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 dame no cj yeah no nurkic they're terrible there's nothing nothing they can do there i don't even know if they have a pick this season but obviously they're just tanking it out hoping that they can land a pick to help dame even then i think they're like one seed out of the plan Good for them, though. Yeah, they are two games out of the play-in right now. Who do, I don't even know who's on that team. Uh, Amperty Simons, who's been ridiculously good. Josh Hart, who's played solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Nasir Little, who's had a good season, but he is out for the rest of the season. Besides, gotcha. I don't even know. But they haven't been winning. It's just they kind of were in the play-in before, and now they're just like barely hanging on because they've gotcha. one or two games every now and then. But, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. To close it, we have like three more to talk things to talk about. Hopefully, we can hit them all. Uh, the Mavericks right now are the five seed, which isn't the most surprising. But I think what has been surprising is how good Spencer Dinwiddie has since he joined the Mavericks. In I'm not entirely sure how many games he's played. He's averaged 17 points, two rebounds, five assists on 50% from the field and 40% from three. Compared to on the Wizards, 
12 points per game, four, four, in, yeah, 12 points per game, four rebounds, five assists on 37% from the field and 31% from three, which is obviously very terrible. But it's just I was not happy with this trade because obviously I'm not a fa- big fan of Kristaps Porzingis, but at the time he was better than Dinwiddie. He was a better fit for the team. But right now that's obviously not the case because Dinwiddie has been balling out. Porzingis, I don't even think he's played yet. And if he did, I think his first game was yesterday. But uh, the, uh, last night he dropped 36 on the Kings uh, and helped them come back to beat to beat the Kings after a Dorian Finney-Smith dagger, which is a pretty nasty statement to yeah. say. As much as good as good as Dorian Finney-Smith has been this season, he's a very good role player. I don't, I don't, I've haven't paid atten- much attention to the Mavericks that much. Obviously, my my roommate is a Mavericks fan, so I know a good bit about them. Obviously, but I don't know what Dorian Finney-Smith personally been doing this season, so I can't tell you if he was worth the contract extension that he got this season. But with that, speaking of the Kings, they are terrible. <laughs> Even after this Sabonis trade, they're the 13th seed right now. They've won four of their last ten. And it makes this Sabonis trade look even worse because not only do you trade away your young – your I don't want to say future because De'Aaron Fox has been averaging like 30 points a game since the Halliburton trade. But you trade away, arguably at the time, your best young player, Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson, who is Tristan Thompson. He's not even on the Pacers anymore. They cut him. But when you trade away – your young a young asset and one of the best shooters in the NBA for a player of you could argue of whether of how impactful Sabonis really is. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you some pretty crazy numbers, but how impactful are those number are those numbers? And yeah, to see them kind of suck still is not the most surprising. I mean, I don't understand why you make that kind of trade. I just I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. I really don't. I mean, it's a king, so I can't. Yeah, I can't I be not, surprised. no surprises there. One of, if not, if not the worst-ran organizations in the entire NBA. They've had 16 losing seasons in a row, which is an NBA record. Mm. I just don't get it. I don't get it anymore. I don't know what they can. I do. I would say free Buddy Heal, but they already did. So. Yeah, they already did. They finally got him out of there, but they put him in Indiana, which I think I'd rather be in Sacramento than Indiana. Yeah, at least it's both, warm for both the area and the team. Yeah, at least it's warm in Sacramento. Yeah, and there's probably more things to do than in indiana yeah at least you can like throw some actually sacramento is pretty cold because it's in north like it's really north in california i don't know where sacramento is man it's sacramento i'm just gonna look up there out all right hit the grizzlies the grizzlies are the three seed now and half a game behind the warriors they were the two seed at one point but they lost and fell back i don't think in any essence john morant should win the mvp because right now you have Giannis, joel Embiid, and Jokic, who are the clear three top three for that right now but he should definitely get a good amount of votes. You could argue fourth. You could argue fifth. He should, without a doubt, be up there. Uh, he, the way of which he's broken out this season is not something I could say I predicted. I thought he'd be very good, but I don't know if I can say I expected them to be a three seed. I expected John Moran to be MVP candidate. I don't. I don't think. I don't want to say I don't think many people expected that because I'm sure Grizzlies fan knew knew that this was coming, but I definitely didn't. And I. I... I've been a big John Morant guy. No, I, I, I could I, I, see I, I, John Morant becoming an MVP candidate, but I thought he was going to be on a trash team. Yeah. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, and to see them now be... Sacramento's weather is really good, by the way. Between <clears throat> lows are 41 and the highs are 94. So. Oh, it's, that's beautiful weather. Good for good for Buddy Hill. Yeah, or but... Um, yeah, I mean, the three seed... I, I like their roster a lot. I like a lot of the players on, obviously, John Morant. I was a big fan of Desmond Bain in college. I'm a Michigan State fan, so obviously I have connections to Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson, two players I have huge fan of, especially Jaron Jackson, who is leading the league in blocks, even though he missed a good amount of games at the beginning of the season, which just shows how good of a defensive player he is. His offense hasn't been there at times. It hasn't necessarily been terrible, but it hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. But to see him come back and be very impactful after missing a while due to injuries is something that makes me very happy. And then you have other guys like Kyle Anderson, who isn't as good as he was last year, but he's still a very solid player. Tyus Jones, who um, I doubt he's going to listen to this, but my buddy uh, Rudy, who is an editor for um, – I don't know if you ever watched uh, Rusty Buckets. He's a great NBA YouTuber. I talk, I talk to Rudy every now and then. He always brings up how Tyus Jones has led the league in assist-to-turnover ratio, even <laughs> though it's kind of a meaningless stat. It's not really a meaningless stat, but for the minutes that Tyus Jones plays, it's not like the, the craziest stat. I just find it funny – to, that's something I remembered. Um, then you just have other guys like uh, Stephen Adams, who 
I didn't I did not like the Valanciunas trade that they made at all, like in the slightest. But he hasn't been too terrible for them. And it's just it's nice to see this team succeed mm. because again, like I said, I have a lot of ties to these players. I like these guys a lot. I like this team. They're a very good young team. And the best part is they're the three seed right now. While I think they're they have the second lowest payroll in the in the entire NBA. So if they wanted to sign a free agent, I don't know who would yeah, wanna, that's no, no offense, but I don't know who would want to go to Memphis. But well, I mean, I don't want to go there now. Well, good. Yeah, no, obviously things have changed with success, but we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm very excited about this team's future for that. Yeah, they're going to have to max out Jaw, and then... Then Desmond Bain's going to need a big contract. Yeah. And then... Low cap won't... Low cap's a deceiving... Uh, yeah, look at the Knicks. We exactly. went from having the best cap situation in the NBA to now we have Evan Fournier. Yeah. Yeah. And Julius. And... Oh, All right. Before we go, I want to pull up this tweet I saw. It was a comparison between Embiid... Jokic and Giannis, for, and these are the basic stats. Points per game, who do you think leads? Giannis. Embiid. Really? Rebounds per game. Uh, Jokic. Yep. Assists per game. Jokic. Shots per game. Jokic. Yep. Blocks per game. Jokic. No, Giannis. Mm. Field goal percentage. Jokic. Yep. Two point percentage. Two point Giannis. Jokic. Really? Three point percentage. Jokic. Yep. <laughs> Three points made. Jokic. Yep. <laughs> the only thing Embiid leads in, or the other only thing, is free throw percentage. I'm kind of, uh, That's not surprising. No. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. Kind of don't know why I said Jokic would lead in blocks. Is kind of something I thought I'd be surprised by because I have heard that he's been a lot better defensively this season. But to see that it was Giannis and not Embiid is what really Look surprised at, me. I don't know these advanced stats, but if you want to try to read them off, you can. They're to if you like swipe to the left a little bit because I zoomed it on the picture, you can see it. Oh, P. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's PER win share, offensive win share, defense. That's very surprising that Jokic leads in defensive win share. Uh, win share is poor per 48. What's a win share? I, if I could describe it to you, I would. I <laughs> I don't know, man. I know it's it's a very polarizing stat. I like. If, I'm sorry, but if you bring up Raptor in a in an NBA debate, I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> what is away. Raptor? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm well, all for the uses usage of advanced stats. I love them sometimes. I hate them sometimes. But if you bring up Raptor, I'm going I'm to laugh at you and walk away. I'm sorry. I I I cannot take that kind of stat seriously. <laughs> I have a I think I have a somewhat good idea of win shares. But like I'm just such a I like to enjoy watching basketball. I don't really care about analytics type of player type of guy that. What I, is a stat? What what's Raptor? Raptor stands for robust algorithm using player tracking <laughs> on and off rating. The stat is number of points a player contributes to team offense and team defense per 100 possessions. Okay, so it's it sounds like an a very advanced on off, which okay. But, I mean, I'm a very, like, I don't want to sound like Ball Don't Stop, who's a very prominent uh, figure on NBA Twitter for all the wrong reasons. But I, I just, I, I enjoy watching basketball way more than I do sitting down on a laptop looking at analytics. That's just the way I am. I'm not, I'm not like a, oh, stop, tween, hezzy, splash, you know, Ball Don't Stop guy. But yeah. if you bring up Raptor in a real-life NBA debate, I'm laughing at you. Yeah, that's a meme one. So that's, that's a way we close the show today. That's a great way to close the show. I don't. I I need to get more in these advanced stats because if <sighs> your stat is named Raptor, that's hilarious. It's a terrible way to go. I've met. I've seen so many annoying people on NBA Twitter when it comes to advanced stats to the point where I can't even take them seriously ba- anymore. The baseball is running into that problem too. But that's I a talk, conversation for another time. So that is all for uh, your Monday three o'clock sports report with Desmond and Liam. Uh, tune in to our Twitter. Twitter, uh, Spotify, yep. and YouTube. These will both be up uh, Wednesday at noon. Yep. And hopefully we won't be able, we won't miss any more episodes. Yeah. So it, we will most likely tune in Wednesday. Your throat sounds better. If there's yes, an issue, check our Twitter. A lot better. We'll keep our, we'll keep you guys. Yeah. Updated. Usually we usually give updates on if we're having a show or not yep. on there. Yeah. So tune in there. Uh, we we'd appreciate any support. But thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry for the delay at the beginning. Yep. Uh, we hope you have a blessed evening, and we'll see you Wednesday. Have a, have a good one. Night.